The Tennessee General Assembly has already started work on its 2021 legislative session. Already, we see about 90 bills that have been filed. A few of those are issues that are important to Second Amendment supporters in Tennessee. TFA will be tracking these bills, and so far, most of them will have our support. At this point, let's consider what might be coming up legislatively in Tennessee in 2021, based on what has been filed over the last few years. We will also want to consider the unique aspects that the last two years of riots, looting, protests, and violence may have on the kinds of legislation and public policy changes that will be coming up in 2021. The purpose of this discussion is not to review each bill in detail, but it is to give an overview of some of the bills that are already pending or that should be filed. So what are the hot topics when viewed from the perspective of Second Amendment supporters in Tennessee? First, there's the issue of constitutional carry. Constitutional carry is a term that refers to the right of citizens who can legally possess firearms to carry those firearms without paying the state a fee, undergoing a state background check, or undergoing state-mandated training. At this point, about 18 states, depending on the specifics, have some form of constitutional carry. Four of our border states, Kentucky, Missouri, Arkansas, and Mississippi, have already adopted constitutional carry. In addition, approximately 30 states, including seven of the eight states that touch Tennessee's borders, have permitless open carry. Tennessee continues to have one of the more burdensome permitting systems in the nation. Even states like Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire have already adopted constitutional carry in their states. We've seen a number of constitutional carry bills filed over the years in Tennessee. Most of those have been supported by TFA, and most of them have been killed in the legislature's subcommittee and committee systems. With over 11 years of a Republican supermajority and governor, Tennessee has not taken that step. Why? Well, one of the most consistent opponents to removing infringements and passing constitutional carry in Tennessee has been the governor's own administrations. But last year, Bill Lee took to the podium and announced that he was introducing a constitutional carry bill for Tennesseans. Many gun owners were excited about this announcement. But when the details came out, it was clear that it was not truly constitutional carry. It was mainly a $17 million crime bill that included yet another defense that was only available to some individuals if they were arrested for carrying with intent to go armed. The bill did not pass, but its failure to pass was likely due to COVID rather than a lack of legislative support. This year, however, Representative Bruce Griffey has already filed House Bill 18. It is a bill TFA supported last year, and it's pretty close to true constitutional carry. It will not eliminate the permitting system, which we need to keep for reciprocity purposes. What it does do is eliminate the presumption in Tennessee that it's a crime for a citizen to have a firearm, even at their home or place of business without a permit. We will have to see what progress it makes. Second, there's an issue of improving Tennessee's civil and criminal immunity laws. There are about seven states that have strong laws that protect victims of violent crime who respond with self-defense. 
from being criminally prosecuted or civilly sued because they used force in self-defense. We had a good bill on this issue of civil immunity introduced by Representative Chris Todd in 2020. It made good progress until COVID-19 closed down the legislature. The bill has already been refiled as House Bill 25 by Representative Todd. We expect to see it make its way to the floor in the House this year, and hopefully it will have a dedicated Senate sponsor to do likewise on the Senate side. However, we also need a stronger law in Tennessee to protect citizens who are forced into self-defense situations from the massive costs and expenses of unjustified criminal prosecutions. You see, under current Tennessee law, the issue of self-defense in a criminal case is not required to be addressed until the case reaches the jury's participation. Tennessee needs a law which requires law enforcement, district attorneys, and judges to consider the issue early on and to affirmatively rule out self-defense before making arrests and bringing criminal charges. Third is a bill that arises out of the riots, protests, and violence that Tennessee and many other states witnessed over the last two years. Presently in Tennessee, deadly force cannot be used to protect property. Homeowners cannot protect their homes, their land, or their assets. Business owners cannot protect their business facilities, their inventories, or their surrounding properties. In Tennessee, deadly force can only be used in a circumstance that involves an imminent fear of death or serious bodily injury to a human. In Tennessee, if a person tried to defend their home like the McCluskeys did in Missouri, they would be at risk for criminal charges for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. That is a serious felony charge in Tennessee. Representative J.D. Reedy has already filed House Bill 11, which proposes to allow homeowners, landowners, business owners, and others to protect their homes, their businesses, and their assets, particularly when law enforcement cannot or does not have the ability to do so, as happened during the riots and looting in Tennessee and other states. Fourth, we are likely to see legislation such as a bill filed recently in the Missouri Senate under Senate Bill Number 39, which would materially strengthen Tennessee's existing Firearms Freedoms Act. This legislation, which is desperately needed, particularly in a Harris-Biden administration, would prohibit the use of state or local resources to enforce any federal firearms laws, orders, regulations, or enactments. Significantly, it would also create what might be described as disincentives for federal officials to enforce these unconstitutional enactments in Tennessee. With other states lining up to introduce and strengthen their laws with this type of legislation, based upon 10th Amendment principles, Tennessee needs to be doing so as well. Fifth, we need to see legislation in Tennessee which eliminates many gun-free zones. Gun-free zones on publicly owned property and buildings should be immediately eliminated in almost all circumstances. But we need to also eliminate the criminal prosecutions relative to gun-free zones that are declared on private property. This is an issue that we've raised for many years and one that Republicans used to say they supported until they became the majority party. 
So what needs to happen to take these bills from a wish list to actually changing the law? It is important that every Second Amendment supporter in Tennessee become aware of what the problems are with respect to current law and what bills are being offered to fix those problems. Individual Second Amendment supporters need to sufficiently be aware of these issues so that they can call and go see their individual legislators and insist that those legislators support and pass bills into law which will fix these problems. This requires that individuals be willing to not only communicate with their legislators, but that they also show up from time to time at the legislature and or at local events involving these legislators and impress upon them the necessity of passing laws to remove these infringements. TFA is producing these podcasts and will continue issuing its legislative updates to provide you with as much information as possible. However, we need you to support TFA in its efforts in doing so. We need you to share this information with your family, your friends, your coworkers, and your range buddies. We need to get more people involved as grassroots activists and to apply pressure on the legislatures that have proven to be the only means of changing these laws in Tennessee.